Welcome to the eighth episode of Back to Basics, a podcast dedicated on getting you educated on the basics of life and beyond. My name is Maggie Windsor, and I'm your host for today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about biology. Biology is the study of living things. This can branch into many different fields and jobs, but is centered around organisms. Today, we are going to be talking about different ecosystems around the world and how to become a biologist. Later in the episode, we will be talking about rainforests and how they are under attack, as well as how you can help. Let's get back to basics. First, we are going to be talking about three different and relatively unknown ecosystems around the world. The first one is the Sundarbans. The Sundarbans is a mangrove forest that stretches across Bangladesh and India. A mangrove forest is a forest made of mangrove trees that's roots reach from the bodies of water like lakes and oceans up into the air. This makes the trees look like they have legs coming up from the water. This forest is extremely interesting and hosts its own very unique species in an environment you can't find anywhere else. The Sundarbans is one of the largest forests in the world, stretching over 139,500 HA. It lies in the delta of the Ganges, a large river in India. It is known for its incredible fauna and flora. It also has the largest population of wild Bengal tigers, so many that it is said that you can't go two hours in the park without seeing one. The park also boasts 260 different bird species, as well as the rare estuary and crocodile and the Indian python. Another interesting fact about the Sundarbans, over 13 novels have been set in the forest. The next place we are going to be looking at is the Nabid Desert in Nambia and Angola. The Nabid Desert is unique for many different reasons. First, it is the oldest desert in the world. The Sahara is roughly 13 million years old, while the Nabid Desert is almost 80 million. Second, the Nabid Desert has something called the Skeleton Coast, which is a coast coastal of the desert with potentially hundreds of shipwrecks hidden in the dam. Nabid also has some of the largest sand dunes in the world. Their heights rival almost 300 meters. This means that these sand dunes are taller than most skyscrapers. The Nabid Desert also has huge plants called Welwichias. I'm not pronouncing them right, I'm sorry. These huge plants trap water in their pores and can live up to 2,000 years old. They are known for their ugly appearance and environmental resilience. The last ecosystem we will be talking about today is the Canema National Park in Venezuela. The Canema Park is special because of its interesting topography of flat-topped mountains and waterfalls. The park also has a lot of ecological diversity. One-third of the plants is native only to Canema. The interesting geography of the park allows many endangered species like jaguars, giant anteaters, giant river otters, ocelots, and giant armadillos. It also has some of the world's largest waterfalls, and the park's name Canema means spirit of evil in the language of the Pinon people. Now we are going to look at a loose description of the job biologist, as well as skills. A day in the life of a biologist varies depending on what type of position you have and where in the world, but a normal day can consist of improving productivity in livestock or crops, cleaning polluted rivers, protecting plants and animals, developing new methods to diagnose, monitor, and treat illnesses or diseases, prevent food contamination, or creating new ways to dispose of waste safely, designing and carrying out experiments, making observations, writing reports and publishing scientific papers, teaching students, and if you are based at a university or teaching hospital, and or supervising support staff. As you can clearly see, this job entails a lot and is no easy feat to be in this position, but an incredibly rewarding one. There are different things you can do as a biologist. You may work in a laboratory, wildlife photography out in the field, speaking as an educator, educating children, and so on. This means that there is pretty much something for everyone. All you need is an aptitude for learning and a hunger to help the environment. Biologists tend to work up to 50-hour work weeks. This is with irregular scheduling, though. Now we're going to look at some interesting biology-adjacent jobs. The first one is a zoo chef. Have you ever wondered how to prepare a meal for a giraffe or a penguin? A zoo chef's job is to oversee and prepare the food for all animals at the zoo. This means they interact directly with food animals every day. A great job for someone with a love of cooking. 
With certain biology degrees, you can work in forensic science. This is the science slash job of collecting data from crime scenes to be used in police investigations. Another great option for those who love mystery books or have a good eye for detail. The last interesting biology job is a job in oceanography. This is a scientist that studies tidal fluctuations. This is extremely interesting and could have you traveling around the world to witness the most interesting tides. A great job for someone who is more interested in hard sciences but also wants to be active in the environment they're studying. Oceanography also links to renewable energy and engineering if you're interested in those subjects. For a pivotive subject, now we're going to be talking about rainforests. When people say rainforest, most people jump to the Amazon jungle, a hot, humid forest full of dangerous plants and animals. But that is only one kind of rainforest. There exist many cold-weather jungles around the world. The warm rainforests are called tropical rainforests and are found closer to the equator where it is warm. Temperate, or cold-weather rainforests, are found near the cooler coastal areas further north or south of the equator. The tropical rainforest is a hot, moist biome where it rains all year long. It is known for its dense canopies of vegetation that form three layers. The top layer or canopy contains giant trees that grows to the height of 75 meters or more. This layer of vegetation prevents much of the sunlight from reaching the ground. Thick woody vines are also found in the canopy. They climb trees in the canopy and reach for sunlight. The middle layer or understory is made up of vines, smaller trees, ferns, and palms. A large number of plants from this level are used as common houseplants. Because of the small amount of sunlight and rainfall these plants receive, they adapt easily to home environments. The bottom layer or floor of the rainforest is covered with wet leaves and leaf litter. This material decomposes rapidly in wet, warm conditions, like a compost pile, sending nutrients back into the soil. Few plants are found on the floor of the forest due to lack of sunlight. However, the hot, moist atmosphere and other dead plant material creates the perfect conditions in which bacteria and other microorganisms can thrive. One key example of a temperate forest is BC. There, huge Douglas firs tower over a dense canopy of moss and other wildlife. The trees there can grow to be over 900 years old. That meant that these trees have been growing since gunpowder was invented in 10th century China. These temperate forests have their own very interesting ecosystems. Animals such as banana slugs, brown bears, and tiger knolls are found abundantly around the forest and many plants found in the forest take centuries to grow. Old man's beard, a form of moss, takes centuries to form the long ribbons hung on branches, yet can be destroyed in seconds. Because of the age of these ecosystems, the threat of destruction is real. Every year, more and more of the temperate and tropical rainforests are cut down for cardboard. Thousands of years of growth for cardboard. These frankly disgusting acts are hurting the earth in directive ways. By 2030, if we continue down this rabbit hole, the Amazon rainforest will be without trees. It is extremely saddening to think about all this, but I urge you not to click away. This information is depressing, but necessary. To help stop the deforestation and loss of habitat for 100 species of wildlife, we need to act now. This brings me to our sponsor of today's video, Jack59. Jack59 is a plastic-free hair care company specializing in sustainable and affordable hair care products for all hair types. Their shampoo and conditioner bars come in vegan and gluten-free options, and each bar saves three plastic bottles. Jack 59 products are the perfect gift for someone or yourself looking to revamp their hair care routine in the most sustainable and ethical way possible. Some of my favorite products are the Vitality Shampoo Bar for Oily Scalp and the Serenity Conditioner Bar. Check out jack59.ca for the best sustainable hair care products. In conclusion, biology is essential to life in many critical ways, and the job of a biologist is morally fulfilling and important in today's climate. The many hidden ecosystems in the world are disappearing, and we need your help to fix it. Please consider donating or signing petitions to protect these incredible places. Thank you for listening to the sixth episode of Back to Basics. If you would like to learn more, check out my Instagram at Back to Basics or my YouTube channel at Back to Basics. Happy holidays, and have a nice day!